Hello and welcome to More Like Guidelines, an actual play game design podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her. And today, I am joined by a very special returning guest. Hey, it's Ross Payton with Roleplay Public Radio. It is great to have you back on the show, Ross. Would you like to give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do before we dive into another match of Big King Wizard? Yes, uh, my uh, pronouns are he, him, and I am a podcaster. Um, I, I do several podcasts. The biggest one is Roleplaying Public Radio, an RPP or actual play. Uh, we talk about roleplaying public or talk about tabletop roleplaying games and uh, do actual plays of them with campaigns from uh, Delta Green, Eclipse Phased, well, a bunch of different games. We're doing Heart the City Beneath right now. Ooh, okay. I need to check out that one. Yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we also have a one shot of Heart the City Beneath run by Grant Howitt, the, the author of the game. Um, and we, uh, I also do the mix six, uh, which is a craft beer review slash variety discussion. So six beers, six topics, uh, review board games, talk about pop culture, and then we go to drunk enough. And then night clerk radio where we, we review haunted music like vaporwave and dark ambient and post rock and all that other, you know, really weird, obscure music you hear on, on the internet. If you are enough of a cool, weird nerd to be listening to this show, then you should absolutely be checking out Ross's library of content. Uh, Check out the links in the episode description. Today, we're going to be playing a bit more Big King Wizard. Uh, If you're listening to this episode on the day of release, there are six days left to back Big King Wizard. Um, So if you want to get your hands on this card game, now is absolutely the time to do it. And not only that, you're not just getting yourself a copy. You are helping it exist, bringing it into the world. And what could be better than that? So, we are going to be diving straight on in. I have selected the Living Spectacle archetype, and Ross has selected the Fallon Academic. These are the categories of wizard we'll be playing as, for anyone not familiar with the game. Uh, It's a wizard fight to the death in the Big King Wizard arena to become the titular new Big King Wizard. But the best way to demonstrate the game is by playing. First thing we need to do then is character creation. Ross, do you have anything in mind for your fall-on academic, spooky, nerd, eldritch nonsense. Yes, well, I'm, I'm uh, uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier, this is a very loose interpretation of the word wizard, so I'm interpreting wizard to mean someone who is a incredibly good <clears throat> at murdering in uh, combat, uh, but he is uh, very much a tortured, mentally anguished uh, cyborg who, who was a mercenary, uh horribly injured had to have all his you know most of his fleshy parts replaced with you know cybernetics and as as a result he 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 fights for justice uh with his uh nano machine cybernetics and uh, a, a katana that can cut through anything um he is jack the killer he's a very original character do not steal um so <laughs> yeah all right so the three things that we cover with character creation, I think you've touched on most of them there, are the name, mm-hmm. the outfit, or what they look like, and how they do their magic. So this is Jack the Killer. Their outfit mm-hmm. would be that they are... Are they a cyborg or a full-on robot? Cyborg. I mean, there's, like, enough of the human face to look... You know, he has the long, flowing anime hair. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, he he was very much a pretty man before he became a killer-tortured cyborg. Uh, it's Jaws. And Jack too. the Killer's magic takes the form of uh, nano machines. Mm-hmm. Sufficiently yep. advanced science. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I am going to be playing as the Living Spectacle class. 
So this mm. is characters that you can't look away from. Bards, performers, Jojo characters. So, I want to go with something that's going to compliment Jack the Killer. I think it's only fair Ooh. to play as their natural competitor, the giant skyscraper mecha. Since I'm playing as the living spectacle, which is all about being looked at, being observed, capturing people's attention, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's going to be some kind of advertising or siren, some kind of some kind of propaganda mech. Um, so I'm going to say that I am playing as <laughs> the Boostermatic 9000, which was a a custom. Um, steel bit. Steel bits being these giant metal weapons developed by various world government organisations. This one was made for ensuring that a certain party long, long ago in the past stayed in power by blasting their message in quite a literal sense and occasionally taking a more direct active role in things. But mostly this is... (laughs) Imagine if a block of brutalist flats Mm -hmm. stood up. And kind of Transformers style, some limbs unfolded out of it, and something that resembles a head. But this is very much horrible, I want to say like 80s flat, like council flat architecture, stomping around. Mm -hmm. And its magic essentially is going to run on the same kind of um, pseudo-scientific nanobot magitech, but is pretty much purely expressed through sirens and stomping. Like, Siren Head's big brother, basically. Ah, yes, I, I've heard the youths mention Siren Head. It's like a, a, mo- uh, a modern yeah, pyramid head, a head, I want to say. With limbs and a siren for a head. And it, it walks around and, and sneaks up on people and eats them. Although, I don't know how it sneaks up because it's, you know, an air raid siren. Um, what a cutesy. Uh, I think the best thing to do is dive straight back into this game before <laughs> any of the tech issues our audience have been right. spared reoccur. And the place to start is with our intros. So I will take that first. The general rule for these intros is think WWE with access to magic and an infinite budget. And the way that uh, the Boostermatic 9000 enters the Big King Wizard Arena, which is definitely a much mm-hmm. bigger arena than normal this time. It gets to about um, about five minutes past the time that the show was meant to start. The audience are getting a little bit restless, and they're thinking, what's happening? The stagehands are glancing around, no one's quite sure. And in the, in the distance, the furthest possible distance, there is the sound, like a dull thump, of a catastrophic explosion dizzyingly far away. There's a twinkle up in the night sky. It grows steadier. It grows bigger. And down from the deepest depths of space plummets <laughs> Boostermatic 9000. Thrust the jets are engaging as it lands above the Big King Wizard Arena and gently lowers itself down. But even moving this slowly, there is a distinct tremor. A child squ- um, screams as they spill their Pepsi. And standing there neutrally in its completely idle stance, the Boostermatic 9000 does just look like a block of flats covered in sirens. And now it's Jack the Killer's intro. Uh, so there are large screens um, on the arena, and they they uh, they reveal a scene from the 
um, a nearby train uh, line <laughs> and a commuter train. Um, and on the roof of this commuter train, Jack is fighting a horde of cyborg private military contractors um, that have been sent by <laughs> Prime Minister Strongarm, uh, Jack's sworn enemy, uh, who has the uh, entire government's entire military budget uh, uh, of nano machines running through his blood. So Jack has to defeat him. He is the strongest of all the other cyborgs. Uh, but um, Jack fights off this horde of cyborg mercenaries. Uh, the train derails because of a convenient explosion and the train uh, sails through the air and lands on the other side of the uh, 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 arena facing uh, his opponent. Um, what was your opponent your character's name again? Uh, oh, Bl- uh, Booster Matic, five nine thousand, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Booster will do. Yeah, Booster will do. Yeah, so Booster, uh, the train conveniently lands so that Jack is facing uh, Booster, um, and uh, yeah, uh, and don't don't worry about who is on that train. They're they're, they're all mercenaries. It's fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they were all evil paramilitary. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think we should jump straight into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll kick things off, and that means you're going to start with one momentum point. Mm-hmm. If, listeners, you are confused about what this means, feel free to listen to one of the many episodes where we've explained it. So I am going to kick things off mm-hmm. the only way I know how, with bolstering verse. As it's landed, Busto is scanning all of the information networks on this planet to search for, as is always the case, the most evil, despicable despot it can possibly work for and probably get paid. Doing this, all of the speakers come to life and as a physical wall of sound as it shifts into its battle position, it readying its armour, it blasts out Vote for Strongarm! <laughs> and as this wave of force ripples towards uh, Jack the Killer, you have the choice of ch- trying to respond. This is a four damage ranged attack coming at you. Okay. Um, now what, so defensive forms are obviously allowed. Is anything else allowed? Uh, you can use, f- um, flourishes and flourishes. flavors as normal. Okay. Uh, so the only restriction is that it has to be a defensive form. Otherwise you're building a spell as normal. Okay. Uh, well there's, I don't have any in my hand, so I will take blast, uh, can be used as a defensive form. So, uh, yep. so I... So Jack's You will need at least one more card, at oh. least a form or at least a flavor or a flourish with that. It can be any. Uh for example, there's you could use two cards just from the base deck. Yeah. You don't need to use your own if you don't have any. I let's see here. None of them would really help, it looks like. Um they would just give me more damage. Volatile could. Yeah. Uh, but that would, yeah, I guess, yeah, sure, go big or go home, I guess. So a volatile blast, um, to, to counteract your blast of sound, um, he unleashes a wave, he, he slashes out with his katana to send out a, a wave of energy, uh, and the two, two, the, the two it blasts meet each other, uh, causing an explosion, so, um... Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So you're blocking two of this health, two of this damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, then, that means you're going to take. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. Well, yeah. I'm going to take two. I would take two from the bolster verse, and then take two from volatile, wouldn't I? 
but then you would also gain two momentum, leaving you in a good position. Yep. Okay. So. And I gain two health that as I shift into my so armed form your, from bolstering. You can go over your cap of... Uh... Yeah, there's no cap on health, okay. but there is a cap on momentum. Okay. Uh... Okay. Uh, so um, wait, no, it's four damage. I so think, totally, yeah. four damage. Yep. I will I redraw for this. Um, I don't redraw my personal hand now, though. So because I've attacked, I'm in a worse defensive position. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's a sundering utterance. Um. So uh, Jack gets up from he staggered from the explosion, gets up and says. Prime Minister Strongarm is a jerk! Uh, and he says it with such <laughs> belief and sincerity that it shatters glass uh, and screens, uh, uh, you know, uh, all around the arena explode. Um, and that, that cascade of uh, the, the strength of conviction uh, 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 slams into Booster. Um Damn. Okay. Booster staggers backwards. And this is three damage that's coming out. Oh, six damage that's coming at me. Yep. Okay. And I don't really have much of a choice here. I'm going to have to go for bolstering resolve. Um, and yeah, this Wait, almost was, like a wave uh, was, of physical was bolstering despair. Bolstering was that, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, feel free to retroactively. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. that because I need the health back. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see here. Do, 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 do. All right, because um, that yeah, I can have more than one flavor, right? You can take two cards from the okay. middle pile and then as many flavors or flourishes as you want in okay. that. Uh, yeah, so I'll take it. It's a bolstering sundering cadence. So I'll take two of my health back. Um, okay, so that's seven damage coming at me. Mm -hmm. Piss. I'm going to have to just play what I can play, which is far from optimal. So this has... I'm casting a spell which has two flourishes, which means I have two roleplay components in bold mm -hmm. that have to be fulfilled with how I'm blocking this sheer conviction that Jack the Killer is going to kill me. <laughs> okay. Strong arms policies may surprise you. We vow lower tax on nanotechnologies. <laughs> and um, a finger the size of a Honda Civic swings out to try and block some of this uh, blow. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do it completely. I only managed to block five of the seven damage. But it's better than nothing. And I will take a momentum. Okay. So that means now we'll just get this all back together. And the core deck is revamped for my attack. And I finally get to redraw my own cards. Bo um, Busto is seeing that this is clearly going to be a harder sell than any he's had to deal with before. <laughs> Someone... On Busto's technology level, if not necessarily size, is fighting back and is not buying the party line. So Busto goes to the pretty solid, pretty conventional plan B of activating an enchanting explosion. Yeah, falling back on when times were hard previously, 
on the desert world of Sando Maxima, there was a water shortage and um, Busto really needed to sell the local populace on, you know, giving up their water so that, you know, the important things like the pools and the office buildings can still be run. So with this experience in mind, Busto does what Busto did then and activates the primary glitter drive to create the most enchanting explosion that has ever been seen. Shock and awe, leaving the survivors, at least in theory, completely enraptured and sold over. So as the incredibly hot, high-pressure steam begins to build inside um, Busto, this is going to be dealing four damage to you and stealing one of your momentum, but I'll be taking half of that damage... Un- half of the unblocked total damage. Okay. Uh, and you have a chance to respond while this uh, explosion is building. Okay, so I'll take uh, practice tier uh, and shield. Um, okay. And let's see here. None of my class cards would help with this. Uh, so, yeah, flashback to time spent perfecting this attack. Um, yeah, we flash back to a montage of Jack parrying things with his katana that cannot normally be parried <laughs> but he can just parry um electricity he can parry lasers he can parry um gas he can he can parry biological weapons he can uh uh parry uh, uh, uh bad critiques uh uh like you know very <laughs> and he's gotta parry this explosion he, he parried getting cancelled on twitter somehow um <laughs> he's just really good at parrying <laughs> Uh, he, he parried so much. Uh, the only thing he could not parry was the damage done to his heart by, uh, being turned into a cyborg. Uh, and... Okay. Yeah, so, uh, he's really good at parrying. Um. With this parry, then, you're going to manage to deflect most of the explosion. I'm still going to steal one of your momentum. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. But I gain a momentum after this thing resolves, because it's practice. Yes. Uh, so that means you take one damage and I take two. Okay. From this explosion being parried into me. What is it? Everything is fine. Everything's yeah, everything's fine. fine. All right. So now I get to go. Oops. Oh TTS, I love you so. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like how that for the the chip of cards, it's very inconsistent about like what triggers taking the whole stack versus one card or one token. <laughs> uh, anyways, I will draw one card. Right, it's uh, up to three. So, yeah. All right. And for our listeners, I am on ten health. Ross is on nine. Uh, I'll definitely take calamitous. I will do a. Calamitous uh, prophetic strike. Um, with wait, I could do. Okay, wait, no, I can do a. Since it's a shifting, I can just spend all three, go big or go home. So I could choose to do a lot of damage, or I could choose so that you can't do anything next turn. Uh, That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So for the listeners at home, there's a card that lets me choose: select the ranger target must attack from on their next turn. Uh, and then there's another card shifting that's you can only be targeted by range spell. So I could say you have to attack close, but then you can only be targeted by range. So I can only be targeted by range spell. So 
Uh, yeah, so they don't cancel each other out. They just make my life difficult. But if you can't, att- so you don't have any other kind. Yeah, but then, uh, but then I could just leave calamitous there for next turn because then you can't you can't attack next turn is, if I'm understanding this correctly. Because uh, there's only range. Uh, if I can't attack, then I have the option of redrawing up to three cards from my deck or the shared deck. Okay. So I could get rid of calamitous just to spite you if I wanted to. You could. Uh, Would I do yeah. that? <laughs> but. Um... Yeah, no, we'll, we'll go for the big we'll go for the big thing and I'll just uh get rid of shifting then. Um uh, and right. I will say uh yeah, you have to uh use a close attack uh next turn. Um Yeah. Okay, so what does this calamitous prophetic strike look um, like? Yeah, Calamitous Prophetic Strike. Uh, So, Jack has practiced in VR, uh, conducted by an advanced seed AI through millions of hours of time-accelerated training. Um, He's fought this fight a thousand times before, and he knows Booster has him at range, so... Uh, he moves in a in an erratic pattern that is uh, uh, guaranteed to evade the limits of perception of Booster's perception uh, 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 of Booster sensors uh, and uh, starts jumping on him like a this is Shadow of the Colossus uh, and striking at knees and joints uh, in order to uh, uh, disable his uh, ranged weapon sensors. Um, so. Yeah, it, now uh, Jack's just running alongside Booster's titan- titanic form, um, running up sheer walls and arms and legs and that kind of thing, uh, uh, cutting, and uh, some really fucking sweet metal starts playing, uh, talking about how you have to the mountain takes and never gives back. Um, so, yeah. So my ranged attacks are disabled next turn. I'm going to have to just try and smack mm-hmm. you. Uh, I guess it's after the resolve. So, well, I, I spend to... Uh, but I'll get one back, so, for a moment. Okay. Yeah. And this is seven damage I have to try and block. Mm-hmm. That's going to be difficult, because I'm working with a a, a very ranged offensive hand right now. <laughs> You've really timed this well. Shifting armor. It's all I can do. Okay. I'm going to have to spend both of my momentum to block any of this damage. Which sucks. And, oops. And the way that I'm going to try and block some of this is earlier on when it arrived in the arena, the kind of concrete megastructure surrounding and comprising Busto shifted into its standard armor form. Now, Busto twists what could generously be called its feet, and in doing so, crumples the concrete base of the Big King Wizard Arena and kind of um, plants itself, really spreads and lowers its centre of mass, just gets ready to kind of sink this attack, at least into its most armoured section, but it looks like it's not going to do a ton of good. (laughs) And uh, as this is happening, the fracturing arena creates great jutting spikes of concrete around Busto, meaning it can only be targeted by ranged spells until the end of... Well, my next turn, so it's not going to do me a lot of good. But that'll at least block three of the damage in exchange for two momentum, which is not a good trade. All right. Three, 
four. Okay. I'm on six health, which is one hit kill range. And that makes it my turn. To confirm then, I can only attack close this time. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a problem. Let's see you get a close thing here. <laughs> nope. 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 Okay. In that case, I'm just going to consult the rules for what I most recently said we do we can do in this situation. <laughs> See, I didn't use both cards, though. It's just the standard one card at this point. Yeah, because I'm not... Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I have a lot of ranged attacks available to me and nothing else. So, if a player chooses not to attack or cannot attack, they may instead focus... Doing so allows them to discard and redraw up to three cards in any combination from the core hand and their class hand and gain one momentum. So I'm going to gain one momentum and I'm going to choose three cards to be with redrawn, which are going to be... Is that your turn or do you get to act after that? That's my entire okay. turn. One from my hand. I'm going to get rid of... Hit. No, I'm going to keep that because I don't think you'll use it against me. We can hope. I'm going to get rid of Amplified and piercing. Okay. And I will redraw those. And player will pass to you. And what this looks like is continuing this blocking motion and taking this hit. Um, there is just a solid couple of seconds of Busto sparking and jutted mangled speech coming over the speakers as internal repairs are completed as fast as possible, but not quite as fast as the damage is being dealt. And I get to take one more from my hand. That's the wrong deck. I put that in the wrong deck. There we go. Your turn. Let's see here. Alright, so I can only attack you range though, right? Uh, no, that expired okay. at the end of my turn just then. Oh, okay. Um, Alright. That would more come into play if we had three or more players. Uh, okay, yeah. Alright, so a... Uh, this will limit you. Yeah, that's going to limit me. That's going to limit me pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, Alright, and then... Here. All right, so only two from the middle. If you want a four card, you got to use two from your hand. Oh right, right, right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Okay, so I can't use hidden. Then I can just get rid of it. Then. Yeah, but if you want, if you have more in your hand that works. No, these two cards are then. useless. Like they're not really good. Um, one's really expensive. That, you do always have the you do always have the choice of not attacking, getting two momentum, and no. I mean, drawing. I can do this. Like it's still something. So um, it's certainly something. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to arcane corrupted uh, fury. Um, so uh, Jack yells out to his. Um, the, you know the guy on the radio for him the guy the guy who tells him what mm. to do you know like uh his guy, his in, the guy in the chair yeah uh common otaku uh he, he, and he's like i need more power on uh, <laughs> turn off my pain inhibitors 
Uh, and uh, uh, he's like, you can't do that, Jack. It'll tear you apart. I don't care. He has to, we have to just take him down now. Um, and so uh, Arcane Corrupted Fury uh, after the spell. So that'll cost me one. Uh, corrupted. Uh, I'm paying a toll as, as my body starts ripping itself apart. Um, take two damage and double the power of the following component in the spell, which is uh, uh, three, so that becomes six, so it's eight damage uh, for with a ranged uh, uh, attack. Is I make that nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it has one, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it is nine. Yeah. yeah. Nine against my six health. Okay, let's see. Is this a ranged attack? It is a ranged attack. Good, I'm taking Barrier. Barrier is more powerful against ranged attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I could really do with some momentum. <laughs> could really do with some momentum. Okay. I'm paying one for that, and I'll take two damage. I really should have... I redrew the wrong cards. What am I going yep. to do? Also, some really fucking sweet metal plays about the the rules of nature. And again, this is a very original character idea. I wonder. Oh yeah, listeners. <laughs> I don't know if I can win this. I've I've played myself. I've snookered myself. If I had one more momentum, I could turn this around and win in an instant. But as it is right now, I think you might have just sealed the fight. Seven health to six health, nine damage incoming. I can't block. How does Killer Jack destroy Busto with this arcane corrupted fury? What does it look like? Uh, so Jack is running up alongside Booster, you know, who is the size of a building. Um, and Pretty much is a building. building. Yeah, he is a building. So he's literally running up the side. Um defying gravity and then he just leaps out uh and his katana is is metal but it, it extends into energy and it's just a really <laughs> long katana so it's technically it's a range attack because he's he leaps away to cut uh to bisect uh booster in a really fucking sweet way uh and his katana is just glowing red orange um and uh there's a slow-mo as as uh, a booster is bisected uh, uh, by the really sweet Nano Katana. Um, Vote for yeah. Strong Arm. <laughs> and I imagine yeah, exactly. that at that point, the uh, the avalanche of rubble starts as Booster begins to collapse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with that, the commencement cannons fire a volley of three shots into the air from the side of the Big King Arena to signal... That the people have a new champion. Jack the Killer is the new big king wizard. What now? Yeah. How does how does Jack celebrate? Does Jack leave the arena, vanish in a puff of nanobots? Um, What's Jack's play? Yeah, Jack's play is to uh, reach the nearest uh, safe room, uh, safe point. I mean, safe room, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's got he's unlocked. He he's, he has some new upgrades to unlock. Uh, now that he's uh, collected all the nano machines from Booster, uh, he's one step on his quest to to get revenge for justice, something like that. Um, 
It's really important that he kills Strongarm, though. So, uh, yeah, he, he disappears. He, he does a, a pretty uh, sweet-looking, like, katana kata uh, as, he, as he sheathes it um, and uh, then runs off it and, and disappears. No, he disappears, yeah, because he is a ninja as well as being a cyborg. Um, so, yeah, it's like a big, sweet-looking cloud. Uh, yeah. And as a overworked stagehand appears with a broom to attempt the task of cleaning up the uh, the remains of this battle. The sun sets on the Big King Wizard Arena once more. That was a pretty quick match, and it ended pretty brutally, honestly. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Ross. I really hope you enjoyed this. Yeah, it's fun. This is a really... Um, I could see actually like playing this in the middle of a different RPG, like... Um, like for example, uh, a lot of times in Eclipse Phase, uh, which is a sci-fi game with like virtual reality in it, um, I could do a round of this as like, oh, you have to talk to this guy in this video game that he's the virtual reality video game that he's playing, in. or like as a way of doing wizard duels in like a D and D or fa- fantasy game as a way of breaking up like standard combat. Um, you have seen yeah, immediately yeah. to the heart of this project. This very much started as. I wonder if I can use cards for a TTRPG combat system and then became its own thing. So I'm glad that you've uh, you've seen that little thread there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, this is really simple to to lay down and like like uh, play out a duel pretty quickly. Um, yeah. All right. Um, well, listeners, if you would like to pick up your own copy of Big King Wizard, you can check it out on Kickstarter now. The link is in the description. There is very little time left to get your copy. Uh, so... Yeah, if you've liked the sound of this, do go check it out. We also have a hardship tier for those of you who want the game but can't afford the full price. It's as cheap as we can feasibly make it without straight up going bankrupt. Uh, and I would like to listen to more people playing and chatting about role-playing games. Can you think of anywhere I can do that, Ross? <laughs> role-playing public radio. Um, and RPP our actual play. Like I said, our actual play is weekly. RPPR is monthly. Um... We do Game Designers Workshop where we talk about uh, designing and kickstarting games uh, on RPPR. But on RPPR Actual Play, we've done, like, we're doing Heart the City Beneath. Uh, we're going to be doing a Fate campaign next. Um, uh, Fate, Fate Horror, uh, actually, kind of a Resident Ooh. Evil type game. I've never um, done Fate for Horror. Yeah, well, they released a, a, a Evil Hat releases book called Fate Horror Toolkit. And I started reading through it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I'm giving it a <laughs> shot. Um and yeah, I've got a bunch of cool stuff on there. So yeah, uh, the links will be in the show notes. And oh, I'm at Ross Payton on Twitter if you all have questions about RPGs or whatever. Um, yeah. All of these links to Ross all over the internet are in the episode description. Speaking of Grant Howitt, stay tuned, mm-hmm. hopefully later this week, for an episode of Big King Wizard with Grant Howitt. We've not recorded it yet, oh. but unless anything goes horribly wrong, that should be out later this week or early next week. All right. Uh, I think we're going to call it there. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you once again, Ross, for joining us. Um, bye. Bye.